The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hello, my friends, and welcome to our practice session. In our practice sessions, we invite our featured guests to show off their negotiation and conflict resolution skills in a realistic scenario. In this session, I want you to pay attention to what our guest does and not to what I do, because while they are trying to show off their skills and teach you, I'm trying to frustrate their efforts in different ways through things like aggression, annoyance, emotionality, or awkwardness. And then after the practice session, we debrief and talk about what worked, what didn't work, and what you can use in your next difficult conversation. Hello, audience. Welcome to the sparring session. Very excited to have you here. Again, we have Jamie Lieberman, lawyer, podcaster extraordinaire on the show. And in this situation, I am going to be, of course, the difficult person. And it's going to be a copyright infringement case where I believe my client uh, who created an online course has been defrauded and infringed upon by Jamie's client. And I have added 30 to 40 years to my age in this situation. And I am going to be, (laughs) I'm going to be awful. It's going to be great. Anything you want to add to that, Jamie? You're too excited about this. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, this, is, this is great. No, I think that looks good. My 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 poor client does not believe they've infringed, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And scene. Jamie, it's Kwame. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. So just want to get down to this really quickly. I don't think this should take much time. So my client... Catherine Kanapke, she created this online course. It's based on her Ask with Confidence podcast. And it's all about how people can find confidence in conflict and become better negotiators. And your client clearly infringed upon it. And I just want to see what we can do to make this go away. First of all, I need your client to to stop. <laughs> I think that's the obvious. We can both agree on that. She needs to take down her course. And then secondly, we need to discuss the settlement offer. And as you saw in the settlement uh, letter that I sent to you last week, what we're asking for is $100,000. Okay. So the first thing I want to do before we even get into any of those points is I just, I was a little confused and I was hoping that you could help me understand a little bit better just exactly what was copied. Yeah, the the course, the course was copied and, and that's the issue. That's why we're here. So I just need, I need a little bit more specifics. We understand that it is the course that uh, your client contends was copied. And I just need to know the exact bots and the exact places so that I can take that back to my client and have that conversation with her. It just isn't clear. Your letter was quite general. And so it would really help me in this negotiation in order to hopefully... First of all, Jamie, question for you. Have you gone through your client's course? I'm going to ask that you not interrupt while I'm talking so that I'm able to just get my full thoughts out. I'd appreciate it if we could just take a quick pause and I can go back to what I was talking to. And then I would be more than happy to answer your questions. Okay. See, the, the reason why I did it though, was because we were, I feel like you're driving this in a direction where it's not productive because I outlined all of this in the, in, in the letter. And if you would have gone through the course, then you would know where, what parts were copied from your client. So as the infringer, as you know, and I I know I don't need to further educate you about the law, but you actually have to show us the exact parts that have been infringed. And I'm really open and willing to hearing that, but I need to get that information from you. 
So it isn't about whether or not I've watched it. It's about you pointing out the portions that your client believes were actually copied by my client. Once we get that information, I feel like we'll be in a much better position to talk about your two points. Okay. So here, here's the issue. So my client has a module that's comprised of 10 courses. And we believe that four of the 10 modules have been substantially copied by your client. And how are you thinking about substantial? Is it a certain section of it? it did, are you contending that she essentially lifted the full module and just completely copied it? No, it's not lifted completely. What we're looking at is some of the phrases that were used, the ordering of the of the course in general, the structure of the modules, and those type of things. And as you know, because uh, I'm not sure how long you've been practicing, but I've been I've been practicing for about 35 years in this situation. And the judge that we're going to be in front of, Jimmy, old friend of mine, we golf all the time. I know what way he's going to go on this. And and so I know I don't want your I know you don't want your client to well, let me at least say this. I don't want to speak for you because I know you're getting fees for this. But your client would not want to incur legal fees unnecessarily for a case that she's most definitely going to lose. And I think looking at the fact the facts, both of us can agree that the facts are not in your favor. So why go through racking up fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in legal fees for a, a case that's really a foregone conclusion? I think it would be better for us as attorneys for both of our clients to put this behind us and start talking about the settlement. And like I said, one hundred thousand dollars is is what we're we're asking for. But we again we know that we can get significantly more if we push forward to court. Hi, this is Catherine Kanapke. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at the American Negotiation Institute, and we have some exciting news for you. Our new online course will be launching on January 13th, 2020. Over the past few years, we've traveled the country teaching professionals in procurement, sourcing, and sales the keys to effective negotiation. We've taken all of the lessons from those workshops and put it into this powerful course. This course will provide you and your team with a powerful set of strategic tools that you can use to get the best deal for your company. At the end of the program, you'll have more confidence, more skills, and we'll get better deals in the process. Remember, class starts January 13th, 2020. We hope to see you there. Check out the website to learn more. And now, back to the show. I 100% agree with you that an amicable settlement is absolutely the way to go. And I don't think that it makes sense to argue over the law because I think you and I have a pretty different analysis over how the lawsuit is actually going to end. I have what, is your, been, what is your analysis then? You haven't said that. So I haven't said it because you haven't actually given me the opportunity because you've interrupted. So I'm going to ask you once again to please just let me have the opportunity to continue with my train of thought in hopes that maybe this will get us to a good amicable settlement because we are absolutely willing to continue to engage in these conversations, but I wouldn't be doing my job to advocate for my client if I didn't have a full understanding and picture of what the claims are. And we view the law a little bit differently than you do. And I don't think having an argument over the state of the law is actually going to advance this moving forward. And I agree with you that both of our clients are essentially going to be having to put forth a lot of attorney's fees. It just wouldn't be mine. And so because of that, I think it makes a lot of sense for us to talk about a way that we can get there. And the numbers that you're throwing out, I just haven't been able to substantiate. So to do that, I just need some more facts from you. Okay, sweetheart, you're the boss. Let's do it that way. 
Doreen, I very much appreciate that you're willing to actually engage in the fact finding that we need, but I am going to ask you to please refer to me by my name as Jamie instead of sweetheart. I, the only people who can call me sweetheart are close family members, and it, I would appreciate if we could just keep this professional. So if you want to walk through each of the modules and show me the portions, I'm very ready to go to take notes and so that we can compare what you are contending is being copied. Okay. So module number two, let's start there. Module number two is active listening. And so my client, Catherine, goes through the, the five steps of active listening in your client's module. It's called listening effectively. It's module three. And she goes through four steps. Three of the modules match identically to what my client has as her five. That's module. That's the first one. The next one is anchoring. And we, my client, Catherine, lists it as anchoring, the most powerful negotiation technique. And your client has anchoring what you need to know about the best negotiation technique. Again, very similar. And the, uh, some of the, the language that your client uses are not direct quotes, but substantial quotations uh, from the, the module. And then it goes on. And I can have my assistant email you the, the rest of, of those, but I can go through those. And it's just substantial copying throughout the, the course in that same fashion. Great. Thank you so much for providing that information. That's going to be really helpful for me. I'm just going to need to take a couple minutes, just a quick break so that I can absorb this, take a look at it, compare it, and really evaluate the claims that you're making so that we can actually sit down and now have a great conversation about how we might be able to effectively settle this matter. Jamie, come on now. I think, I, listen, I, again, this is, this. it's really, it's really straightforward. I, I sent you the letter. I, I have this, this information here. I, I gave you the details like you forced me to. I, I have, <laughs> I, I, we, I have like, 20 more minutes for this call. I don't want to spend more time on this. Like I said, we, we know which way the law is going to go. Why can't we just talk, talk numbers? And I think the, the offer that I gave you is really, the, really reasonable. Why are we playing these games? Let's just talk about the numbers. What, what do you think about the offer of $100,000? The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing. New currencies come and go. Decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we're changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. So come figure it out with me on the Hello Monday podcast. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or NYU professor Scott Galloway on choosing a career. I think the worst advice you can give a kid is follow your passion. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort 
and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday with me, Jesse Hempel, on the LinkedIn Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so mindful of your time. So if you think it makes sense for us to schedule another call in order to to talk the numbers after I've had time to evaluate, I'm more than happy to do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to need a few minutes. I'm really not able to speak uh, about the numbers intelligently. As I'm sure you can understand, your demand is not a small amount of money and will have an impact on both of our clients. And I think it's just really important that we take a few minutes to just absorb and for me to really be able to look at all of the facts now that I have all of your positions. If the letter would have included all of the positions, I would have been more than happy to do this on a separate occasion, but unfortunately it didn't. And that's okay. I'm happy to ask for that information that I need, but I am going to need to take that break. Okay. Well, before we take the break, just tell me, am, am I in the ballpark with this number? Is this some, is your client even considering settling? What, where, where does she stand? Where, where is she right now in this situation? I don't have enough information for me to even tell you that. And I'm more than happy to come back with a better idea of my position once I've had that and spoken to my client and gotten the authority to have that conversation with you. Okay. I mean, if you, if you're not prepared enough to, to have the negotiation right now, we could just reschedule and um, have another call. Cause I, like I said, I'm, I, have, I have to go. But if you need more time and you're not prepared, then we'll just have the conversation another time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well done, Jamie. Well done. That was good. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I felt so evil. It was wonderful. <laughs> you, you were good, man. You, you, you mirrored many of the people that I talked to, which is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Know. And, you know, I, I'll be honest. I think... Of all the sparring sessions, you got the worst of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so kudos. I feel kudos. like you need to, you need to be a fly on the wall. The sweetheart comment though will definitely go down. That's happened to me. <laughs> I feel like your audience should know that that didn't come out of nowhere. That has happened to me. And that's the thing. You're not the first person who's been on the show who's told me offline that that's happened. And so even though, <laughs> of course, I was I was being for what my listeners know of me to be over the top. Yeah. The reality is there are people like that out there. Oh yeah. I I had a I had a adverse counsel tell me he was proud of me once. Oh god. I just I took a breath. I oh, said let's leave gosh. pride out of the conversation. Yeah, this is it's it's the world we live in, but I let's break down your responses because I I want the uh, the audience to really see the strategy and the, the tactics that you used and, and so we can break them down so it could be easily replicable to the, uh, to the audience. So let's start off with interrupting because that was, it was flagrant disrespect on my part. And I want to know what your thought process was as it happened and why what you did worked. I find that as long, you have to call it out the first time that it happens. Sometimes people sort of let it happen a few times and think, oh, you know, this person didn't mean it or they were just very excited. But I think respectfully calling it out and just saying, hey, if you could just let me finish my thoughts, I'd really appreciate it is the way to sort of cut it at the beginning. So, you know, you may have to do it a few times, but um, I think just setting that boundary in the beginning is just saying, you know, I'd appreciate it. I won't interrupt you. I appreciate it if you'd give me the same respect. I agree. I, and you did it in a way that was not offensive. You know, whether or not the other person is offended by it, is another story. But the reality is, 
you're not responsible for their emotions. And you can't be afraid of that reality that you might make somebody feel uncomfortable. But just thinking about it as basic psychology, think about the times when you learned lessons. Most lessons aren't learned comfortably. (laughs) right? Right? It's not your responsibility to save somebody from discomfort. And I think being willing to call it out is important, especially because through our action or inaction, we're training people as to how we should be treated. And yes, if you don't say right. anything, then they're just going to keep doing it. That's right. That's exactly right. And then the second time I did it, uh, what what was your thought? I hate to say it, but if you have an interrupter, it's really hard for them to stop interrupting. They want like, you know, you clearly were playing a character who wanted to get this done, like didn't want to have a conversation, was not interested in our position, which is why I didn't even give the position. And with a person like you, like the character that you were playing, I'm not going to argue the law. I'm not, I wasn't going to argue the positions. I knew that I was never going to convince you. It was only going to escalate. So what I really needed to do was to just get the facts from you that I needed in order to formulate what would have been a really good counteroffer to what it is that you're talking about and then give the reasons why. So for me, it was less about engaging even in that argument, but also setting up the boundary again and just sticking by, not taking it personally and just saying, hey, you know, we're... I, I fully expected the character you were playing to interrupt me again. So I was ready. For it. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important thing. A, a couple points I want to highlight. First of all, your tone throughout the, the conversation didn't change at all. No matter <laughs> what horrible Never. thing I did, it stayed exactly the same. So you weren't escalating the conversation, which was, uh, was great because you, I was trying to put you under duress. And the other thing is the the tactics that you implemented for the bad behavior weren't complicated. They were simple, but difficult to execute in the moment because we're under emotional duress. And one of the things I always say in my workshops is you have to maintain form in order for right. you to, yes. to handle these conversations. A lot of times we think we need to do some kind of fancy, complex maneuver, but mm-hmm. really you just did the exact same thing that you did the first time. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's, that's it. it, and that's work. It's kind of like tra- training a, a dog; like you have to do the same thing over and over and over again. You're essentially like training a person to say, like, "This is not okay. I'm not going to accept it. I wasn't getting the first time. I'm not getting the second time." But you just say the same thing over and over. It it does eventually stick. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that I thought was really great that you did was giving positive reinforcement, Always. even though I was being ridiculous right (laughs) and this is something i do as a mediator all the time because again we're training people (laughs) like like the puppy you know it's like good boy you sat down right it's like you're asking questions and now you finally gave me information when you were being oppositional from the for the entirety of this conversation you finally answered my question yeah thank you for that i really appreciate it it helps me and my client to be able to come back with a with an offer and it's not easy to do in the moment but you did it I think that will really help. And then again, going to the point of when you take a break, a break will happen regardless of what yeah, the other side said. It will happen. I think that was a great way you were able to evade my ridiculous demands. <laughs> and for lawyers out there, lawyers will often want to argue the law. Yes. Always want to argue the law. Don't bother. That's, I've been in, like I said, a lot of these negotiations, a ton of these mediations. I don't think one time I've ever seen a lawyer say, oh, that's right. You have a better understanding of the law than I do. I concede to your greatness. That's not going to happen. 
And exactly. Just have to dodge it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to dodge it. So there, there were a few times where I tried to throw out red herrings to try to pull you on an unproductive path. Your um, judge but, friend, Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because I was mediating yesterday and that's what really? <laughs> one of the lawyers said to me verbatim. That is so, so funny. Oh <laughs> verbatim. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised that that happens all the time. I'm like, okay, you're, you're great. Now we're going to get your judge friend, Jimmy, disqualified because of what you just said, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But it comes up. And so, yeah, I, great job dodging those and uh, making sure to stay productive. And I think the corollary to just business negotiations to arguing the law is oftentimes people want to argue the facts. And for those of you who listened to the the episode leading up to this, we talked about the fallibility of memory. If there's no way to substantiate what actually did happen, what we're getting in many, many situations is two corrupted memory stories, right? Is my memory is fallible and self-serving and your memory is fallible and self-serving. You're set on what you think happened. I'm set on what I think happened. Why are we talking about it? It's just an unproductive line of questioning and discussion. And so if you keep focused on the uh, on the future and gathering information, you can dodge some of those unproductive conversations. I agree. Well, perfect. I again, thank you for this. This was great. Thank you. And, um, this was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like it. Fun. For the listeners, again, one more time, uh, let them know about your law firm and the podcast and how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So my law firm is Hashtag Legal and our website is Hashtag-Legal.com. My podcast is the Fearless Business Podcast. And you can reach me via email, which is Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at Hashtag-Legal.com. Or you could follow us on Instagram because we actually have a lot of fun with legal topics on Instagram. We're kind of goofy about it. And we are hashtag underscore legal on Instagram. So come check us out. Fantastic. Thanks again. Thank you. Congratulations. You've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode. I'll catch you later.